Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And then a deep breath in through the nose and out through the nose. And let the body settle. Let the mind be the mind. And to start today's podcast, we're going to go right into a meta meditation, which is a loving kindness meditation. I'll ask you to bring a few different types of people to mind. And we're going to wish them loving kindness through a statement. May they be safe, peaceful, and free of suffering. Imagine your mind as if it is a movie screen. And allow my voice to be the projection of the images onto the screen. So first, bring the image of yourself to mind. And let it be a pleasant image, one where you're perfectly happy. You might even be laughing. And play it out like a memory on the screen. And say to yourself, may I be safe, peaceful, and free of suffering. As you breathe in, allow the image to fade back to white. And imagine a neutral person, someone you have contact with maybe on a daily basis, but don't necessarily know well. It could be the barista at Starbucks or someone in your yoga class. And paint the picture of them on the movie screen like a memory. Give them sensation and texture. And say to them, may you be safe, peaceful, and free of suffering. On the breath in, allow that image to fade. And then bring to mind someone easy to love. Your favorite person in the whole world, past, present. And allow your favorite memory of them to play on the movie screen. One that you're either involved in or that you hold in your heart. And say to them, may you be safe, peaceful, and free of suffering. With the breath in, allow that image to fade. And the more difficult one here to bring to mind now is someone not so easy to love. Someone who it may take some work to give that positive energy to. Allow them to come to mind. It could be someone you've had discord with or disagreement. And even to them, say, may you be safe, peaceful, and free of suffering. With your next inhale, allow that image to fade. And then finally, the last image is the entire world, all beings, plants, water, animals, people, Everything, everywhere, all encapsulating the entire universe, the stars, the sun, the moon. Say to all those beings, may you be safe, peaceful, and free of suffering. Take a breath in. Allow yourself to allow all images to fade and just come back to your breath. Notice the breath in through the nose and out through the nose this time. And then in through the nose and out through the mouth. Go ahead and blink the eyes open. Hi, guys. Hello. That was so nice. Did you need that today? Uh, you know I did. <laughs> yeah, so 
what they what they kind of heard coming in was a meta meditation. Yes, we love doing this because it should be. Um, it's right around um, Valentine's Day coming up. Yeah, uh, this episode. So we wanted to kind of cater it a little bit to to that. Maybe we could, I guess, give some definitions of meta meditation and like what your definition of meta is or what your experience has been. Yeah, so I've done this meta meditation or something along the same line in a training, I think was the first time that I did it personally. And of course, for the sake of time, we did it in a kind of accelerated version because you would let, you know, these images of the people that you bring in really form and those feelings and emotions sink in and having the release of wishing peace and love and kindness to everyone is a very potent moment. And I remember at the end when I think he was in my moto training in Nicaragua back in 2016 was the first time I was exposed to it. And they were like, we do this because we are all those things. We are ourselves when we're happy. We are to someone a neutral person. We are someone's favorite person. We are a difficult person for someone else. And we are part of a whole community. And that was, we are all those things. And isn't it crazy that it just kind of comes back. And I think if we speak to a definition, my understanding of meta is universal love and leading with love as the driving force behind the things that we do coming to the realization that we are all one, that we are all encompassed in this global community and that the love that we send out to all those people ultimately turns out to be beneficial for, for all. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then I've been doing it. We Mm -hmm. added, I don't think I did it in the first training, but we added a meditation section that was more established in our trainings. And I did it in Edgewater and I did it in the second round in Ocean City. So I felt like it was a nice thing to bring back. And people, I remember after the fact, were like, wow, that was really powerful. Powerful. Yeah, I am my very, very, it's so cool. I didn't even know it was a meta meditation. <laughs> 14 years ago, her name was Jennifer Hess Mitchell. Um, she was one of the first yoga teachers in this area, but I would travel to Delaware and um, do hot yoga Delaware, which is now Demetri Yoga and later Soul Yoga. Um, and I remember going to class and she did a meta pretty regularly, but I had okay. no idea that's what it was but it made me feel all the feelings and she's the one that taught me. She doesn't even know this, but I'll have to send her the podcast. She's the one that inspired me to do like the movie screen and the projector. I'm like, that's how she always defined it. So I really love that. So that's my, was my first like experience with it. And I incorporated it into my classes for a long time. Like once or twice a year, I did a meta meditation and you're right. It's like 20 minutes if that. Yeah. yeah. And I would do that. Um, and it was really, it's really special. And I'm so glad you said, I know it's so cliche, like we're going to use the word love, but love is the only answer to things. Mm-hmm. And 
when people are moved the most, it's usually through acts of love. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm thinking of saying a kind gesture about someone. People become emotional because they're so moved by it. I'm thinking of pieces of artwork and songs that evoke love. Like, love is a really powerful tool. And even though it may be cliche to say that, I think that it's it's super it's important. Yeah. yeah, I really do. I, I think so, too. And yeah, I think everyone can have a slightly different understanding of what love is based on their experience because we can only know what we've experienced. So your definition is going to be slightly different than mine, but you'd agree with me saying it's universal love meta meditation. If people yeah. are trying to wrap their minds around it, like that would be something that you kind of. It's pure love. It's pure, like you said, universal. So it's giving that to even the people that you feel you quote unquote shouldn't. It's an understanding that everybody's capable of what they're capable of. And it's a freedom. Um, but I would say, I like how you put it universal love. Mm-hmm. And I always think it's an interesting path to how it builds up because it's always in the same order that it that you do it and how it starts with yourself and then it slowly brings about different kinds of people which can be i guess easier to send love to in a way and then it's increasingly more of a foreign concept of like huh how do you send love to someone that feels difficult or that you may experience friction to? And you can sit with that. And then how do you send love to the whole community? What a crazy concept. But when you sit with it and you can really get yourself to that place, it's quite moving. It's, yeah. It's a powerful, powerful place to be. Yeah. Because then you're unaffected by the world and it's a hard place to be, I will say, because that's being non-attached. That's like being able to move with the waves of emotion and loss and change. And I think that's all of our goals. The mm-hmm. um, those types of people, but you and I've said this quite a bit. It's unrealistic to think that you can sustain bliss, but you can be a well-established, resilient person. Right. That's through the practices of yoga. That's through the practices of breath work and meditation and therapy and all the things um, that we spoke about. So I think that's important to point out. And I know you have quite a bit of training in meditation, mm-hmm. more so than me. Um, so I was wondering for people, we were going to do a whole pot on this, but just giving some people, I guess, some ideas of how do you prepare for meditation? What's right and what's wrong? Like in your opinion, like, um, where they could start and how they could integrate the meta into a practice of meditation. Yeah, that's such a good segue, I find. You know, we've spoke to this in different podcasts, different little pieces of it through season one and two. The idea with meditation, what I encourage people to do is just get started. Don't put so much of a fuss on what you're going to do and what it's going to look like and where you're going to sit. These things will come to you in an organic way. But what you have to do is you have to sit. Yes. And so 
I, if we're being very honest, had a super well-established meditation practice. And as I moved to Miami, the first couple months I was good with it. And it fell off the deep end in the fall with the amount of work that I've been doing. And I know there's always an excuse, but I've spoke to this in the rest episode where at this point it's like today I was up at four and I didn't have time to meditate because I needed to go to the studio to get stuff done before my private at six. So I'm not going to wake up at two to meditate. Gosh, no. Right. You know what I mean? So at, at one point something had to give and that practice was one that fell off. And as we moved into the post-holiday season for us, it's it's a bit, it's the busiest season ever, but I have more support. I will come to my point. I've realized like sometimes I make really <laughs> long points. I'm coming to it. I've realized I have a little bit more flexibility in the coming weeks and I'm starting from square one again. And when that happens to me, I used to sit just straight up on the floor for 30 minutes. I didn't need a pillow. I always faced the same way. I didn't have music. I'd just sit there. Right. I can't, and I can't do that right now. My mind is agitated. My body isn't accustomed to it. So the way that I get started, because I make a point to do it when it's been a while and I'm getting back into the practice and I just do it from my bed. I'm like, I don't need to move. I don't need to have an altar. I, like, I just need to sit with myself. And so I put a glass of water on my nightstand. I drink a glass of water and then I put my timer on. Again, when I get started, I do like to have either a semi-guided. I don't like someone talking to me the whole time because then I, I don't feel like I can tap in. But sometimes I like a reminder, especially if I'll go for right now I'm doing 15 minutes, with it, which is half of what I was doing. Um, huh? That's a lot for me. Right. But so yeah. and. Just, you know, there's no. There's no right or wrong way. It's just however you can tap into yourself. And for me, I need to, eventually I'll go back to the floor, but right now I need to be comfortable. I need to not feel like my body is aching in all places because my mind is already so busy. I need to really have that at the forefront and just sit with my thoughts and be with myself. And then when that kind of starts to calm down a little bit, then I can organize my body in a way where I'll be able to have a different positioning and stuff like that and, All I, that think, just... and I think what what is a good point to make because you you just said it and when we had Abby on the pod she said this like I'm trying like make it easy and enjoyable like like you're saying like I laid in bed like don't recreate the wheel like it you know a practice shouldn't be like this strenuous always like difficult thing it should right. actually start it out where you're likely going to be successful. So place a five minute meditation exercise in your day where it fits, where it's going to work. Yeah. And then the other component to that is consistency um, of doing it and commitment. You know, that's the other thing is really make it somewhere where it's going to fit the best so that you're successful, build yourself for success. And I think find commitment and consistency in starting small, like we've said a million times. A million then, times. Yeah. I would say as a recommendation, sit. So I sit up in my bed and I lean against my base, like my backboard of my bed. So I'm kind of upright. I'm not slouch or I'm not laying right. down. Um, but I, I am supported. Like I support my knees. I'll support my low back. 
I'm not trying to be a champion at meditation. I'm trying to, like you said, make it enjoyable and make it a practice that I can sustain. Um, and, and there's you, energetic and anatomical reasons that people sit. We don't right. have to get into like all of it, but that's why more of a yoga nidra, that's a laying down practice. Mm-hmm. Like meditation is is seated, preferably. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And you ask me how can if we think of love and kindness, how can it be incorporated into that practice? I think that in the same way that we started the meditation at the beginning of the pod, start with yourself, love yourself, be patient with yourself through the process. Quite frankly, when I got started, my goal was two minutes. Oh, good goal for people. Yeah. Two minutes. That's it. And at some days that was hard, real hard. And that's okay. And be patient with yourself. Don't expect yourself to just sit on the floor for 15 minutes the first time. No, and I think it's a good good technique. Like we're talking specifically loving kindness. And I love that you even broke it down to just the one yourself. Because uh, I think that's a great place for people to start. Uh, you know, meditation is really an observation of thought. So uh, Allie Bogard, who's a really well-known um, Upward Gold is her website. She's a really well-known meditation teacher I got to train with. And, um, oh my goodness, sometimes I lose my point. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. We both had a week where I'm like talking in circles. I was like, I need to bring this back. Uh, and then you you lost yours. <laughs> I know. I love, but she, I think she speaks on when, when you go to meditate, this is it. See, it comes back around. My it clients laugh at me because I do it in session and I just own it, you know, um, she basically said that you you could ask yourself, what will the next thought be? High thought, like thought about my body, thought about my my partner, thought about like, what will the next thought be? And you just keep doing that. And that is meditation. Um, mm-hmm. It's acknowledging and non giving non-judgment to your thoughts. But I, But today we're talking more about the meta meditation piece. So I think it could be that you just sit, like you said, for two minutes and you bring your favorite image of yourself to mind and mm-hmm. you be with yourself and you wish yourself loving kindness. And that's enough for the day. Done. Done. Which I think is a perfect, perfect um, advice that you could give them. Start small. Yeah. Sizable goals. Like you said, maybe do another person another day and build on from that. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was great. Um, I know we wanted to touch on like the benefits of meta meditation. Um, Obviously, maybe in the asana practice or in the yoga room and then off the mat. Do you want to say about anything of how how universal love in the room can kind of show up or the benefits of it? Of course. So the way that I see it, it's cultivating an attitude or placing a lens through which you experience life, which is the deeper understanding of the practice. If you ask me, we're doing that through meditation, but also through the physicality of the practice. Really, it's, it's a way that we live our life. And these are just moments where we get to fine tune our bodies or we get to sit with our brain so that we can go about the world and interact with the world from that truthful, loving place. 
So when it comes into the practice, mm, yes, you can totally do the meditation and see yourself in the best light and wish yourself love and kindness and peace. Mm -hmm. And also have love and peace and kindness to yourself in the experience while you're experiencing or getting started with your meditation practice. And if you can do that for two minutes, Mm. even if it's not your best day, you sit there, you practice seeing yourself in your best way. You send yourself all these wonderful things, but you also, when you come out of it, you continue to cultivate that towards yourself as you move into your day. And you continue to cultivate that when you step on your mat and, and you bring that out into the world little by little. And I think that that has the power to change your life completely, but you have to start kind of small and see what it does for you on a smaller scale and and move through that. So it's applicable, but on and off the mat, because it really is the same kind of embrace of life and I'm sure we've all met people that have that quality about them and you can tell you can really tell when you meet someone that's at that point typically it's people have done a lot of work on themselves um lately I've been I'm sure you know him Jay Shetty he was a monk he's writing a book I he has a podcast which is like the number one podcast ever he's like so listened to and I had a phase, I don't know if I told you this, where I thought I was going to leave Miami and go into a monastery. Yes. Yes, you yes. did. I said don't. Uh, yeah, I will. I was like, I'm done. I'm going to be a recluse. And that lasted for a bit. And so I found him because he used to be a monk. But then I, I, I'm i not going to the monastery, but I still like him a lot. And I find that even through the way that he speaks to people on his podcast or on his Instagram, the stuff that he, he radiates that presence that love that the other person that comes to mind when I think of someone that feels wholesome or that feels incredibly loving is Sadhguru yeah oh my gosh sure yeah um and I think yeah that's that's a great image too very different people like one that's super well they're both very modern but you know just they they do different things and they interact with the world in different ways but you can you can feel you can feel that quality of someone that really has that love for the world for everyone and you know what it made me think of because we talked about this a little bit we got we did get to visit italy and one of the sculptures is mary the virgin mary holding jesus and in christianity i mean i think oh my God, she's always painted like the most loving mm-hmm. person. And I think that that's a good image of people need like, like, you know, iconography of like, you know, a different that. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's good. And I think, like you said, it's a lot of off the mat stuff with it. One thing I do want to touch on for people, and I pulled up a quote because one of my clients actually sent me this and I loved it. So I wanted to share it, but, but, um, Loving kindness also promotes self-compassion. And we live in a society where we are not easy on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So loving kindness can teach you how to be easier on yourself. And I think that's really important for people because people hold their self hostage for choices they made, usually in their past. 
And I always explain to them, those were the circumstances you were in and you made the choices you had to make in the moments you made them. Mm-hmm. You can't go backwards and say, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Like oftentimes if it's like I had a woman that said her addiction, she needed her addiction. And I totally took that statement and agree with her. Like at the time in her life where she was over drinking, she needed that in her life. And she no longer does. Her circumstances have changed. She is one of the most inspiring people I've worked with because she has forgiven herself for what she did during her past. And I have not met many people that can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they hold on to it. And in the quote that I, which I love, because I, I try to live this, is one of my clients sent me in and it said, just because you did something wrong in the past, doesn't mean you can't advocate against it now. It doesn't make you a hypocrite. You just grew. Don't let people use your past to invalidate your current mindset. Growth is a concept. Embrace it. And I just thought that is so like you can actually have had made poor choices and advocate against those same choices now because you've evolved, you've grown, you've learned from the darkness. So I think loving kindness is such an important idea because it promotes self-compassion and literally if you can give it to yourself you can really give it to anyone yes and it starts there it starts with yourself and what it's going to do is it's going to help you kind of settle into who you are it may help you sleep better at night feel less anxious and through that the more aligned we are, the more we're able to meet people. So it may help you have better connections with the ones that are near and dear to you. Yeah, I love that. And I think one big concept we definitely have to touch on in the last few minutes here is like the difficult people. And these, (laughs) you know, these ideas of forgiveness, um, which I really love because the heart contains so many special qualities, right? Like if we look at not to veer off, but the chakra system, the heart is pretty Mm -hmm. complex. There's patience in there. There's reverence. There's love. There's forgiveness. Forgiveness meaning, you know, I deserve peace from a thing that happened. And I think it's really important to know that, and I work in therapy on this a lot, is forgiveness is the goal. The goal is to not say what was done to you is okay, but to move on from it because the amount of space that you are allowing someone to hold in your present moment for something that was done in the past is huge, right? It's huge. I love that. I'm like, yes. slow clap, say it again. Forgiveness, it's not saying that what happened to you or what someone did was okay. It's saying, I deserve peace from that situation. I, I think that's brilliant. And I think that when you put that definition on forgiveness, it changes the game. I agree. I agree. Right. And because I had somebody tell me more recently, forgiveness is not atonement. It's not like a washing away of the wrongdoing. Right. No. It's free of their whatever. It, it's an act for yourself, um, which I really, really, I just love that so much mm-hmm. because I think it allows you to move forward and that's a big therapy goal for people is to also realize people are only capable of what they're capable of and that is a hard pill to swallow i often work with people on 
parent issues, right? And the idea of generational quote unquote trauma. Mm-hmm. So the goal is to realize maybe my parents were only capable of what they were capable of because of how they were loved, how right. they were. And to get to that point, that doesn't mean you have to accept shit or being treated poorly, but it puts things in perspective, I think. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it's allowing, like you said, things to take up space. We only have so much space. We only have so much time. What are you devoting your mental space to is so important because it it manifestation is a real thing, people. And so if you're devoting that much space to thoughts that are of suffering or of like low frequencies, you're going to live that. And if you can say, actually, no, I deserve to be a vibrant person. I deserve to have moments of deep joy. I deserve to have peace and be able to sail through life smoothly. You'll get that. But you need to come to a point where those things, again, not saying that they're okay, but that you have found peace with them so that you can navigate life from that space. Yeah. And I love that because it also doesn't mean loving kindness doesn't mean you have to be like, I hope this they get really good things in their life. Like I, you know, it can just be, you know, I no, see it's human safe, and- peaceful, and not suffering. suffering. That's all. And you know what? I had a really bad interaction one time with a boss. And this is how I felt like I leveled up is I didn't cry. She was insulting me. I wasn't mean back. And I just looked at her and, you know, a lot of people heard about it in the place I was working. So they asked me about it and they said, oh, are you angry? And I said, I feel bad for that person. Like I felt oh, they must be, you know, like to have that much anger. And in a way, I think that could be loving kindness. It can be like, oh, like I get that compassion, you know, for people who may hurt other people. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, and and it doesn't mean that I I didn't have layers of anger before and after. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I definitely had both, but in that moment it was kind of like godly or purely or like I, I just it was grace, I think, kind of swept through. Because mm-hmm. I could be a pretty reactive person back to somebody. Um so it 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 that's a good moment for people that may struggle with like the difficult people in their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have think, them. <laughs> yeah. But I think what you said was the, the big takeaway is manifestation is real and even karma is real, you know, and <laughs> I'm not going there. We're not. I looked, I was like, I can't. <laughs> no, we're not going to another Taylor song, but karma is real. Um, so know that what you put out does come back. It mm-hmm. really, truly does. I'm sure you've lived it and I've lived it. Yes. And in the spirit of cultivating love, as you move through this Hallmark holiday, it is as good as a day as any to get started. If you needed a push, then maybe that's it. And start with yourself and start small and see where that takes you. Yes. All right, guys, we love you. you We do. We do love you. And we hope that you're safe and peaceful and free from suffering. And we will see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye.